It's Tom Albright with AV Nation uh, celebrating International Women's Day. And with me today is my buddy, Rebecca Sullins uh, from Pro Media. Welcome, ma'am. Hi, thanks, Tim, for having me. Thank you. Thank you. You and I got to know each other through our, our, our uh, AVN2, our AV Network Nation uh, event. Uh, and you uh, were gracious enough to join me on the panel with uh, my buddy Bradford Ben. And you were still talking to me. So that is a plus. Uh, <laughs> I'm difficult to scare off. No, it was more of a dig at Bradford than me, but oh. that's okay. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, so, so you've got an interesting career in general. Um, and I want to get, get around to, you know, um, how you got to where you are, um, not just, you know, geographically and working for ProMedia, but, but your journey into AV. So if you kind of sit back and look at the last few years, what's, what's Rebecca Sullen's journey look like? Ooh, my journey start started uh, a long time ago, and I will give you the short and sweet version of this, I promise. But um, like any good red-blooded American girl, I wanted to be an actress um, and got into theater when I was very young. Turns out I'm not the best actress. Also, I cannot sing, and I will not prove that fact. Just take my word for it. Uh, so I got into uh, technical theater and into audio specifically uh, and did that for quite some time. I went to college for it, um, went on tour for it, and then decided that I didn't want to live out of a suitcase. Uh, so I changed career paths and a buddy of mine was working as a uh, sound guy um, for an integration company. And so I ended up uh, switching gears there and many circumstances have led me to be in Nashville and working for pro media. But honestly, it's uh, contacts. I actually went to college with one of the owners of pro media and uh, you, you know, you know, as well as I do, this is a small, small world. So um, yeah, it's, it's very important never to burn bridges. That's my helpful pro tip for the day. And uh, this is just where I ended up. Walk me through live sound into integration because I, I I was never I'm gonna say blessed to do live sound um, or or touring sound I I still it's part of the, uh, there's a part of me there's a 23 year old part of me but it's still a part of me that would love to do live sound and touring um, but but you mentioned the fact that you were tired of living on a, out of a suitcase and that is kind of the part of it that that people don't think about sometimes right where you're you basically don't have a home. Um, it's you, New you York, might, Vegas, or a bus. Those yeah. are your options. Uh, and you might have an apartment somewhere, like in your hometown, like it's a one bedroom that your mom or dad kind of takes care of and, and checks on your mail. I say that from from friends who still do it, right? So, um, but what walk me through that that transition? I mean, that had to have been a culture shock, right, for you as as you walk into from again living on the road, living out of a suitcase into uh, again, somewhat, somewhat um, snarkily, but but having an address again. It was definitely strange, and of course, I I picked up doing live theater directly after college and doing summer stocks across the country, and um, so I did I did a lot of moving during that period of my life. So it was an extra big culture shock because I had literally moved almost twice a year for the past decade of my life, um, and it was not only there's kind of an inertia that takes over, okay. not just physically in that, uh, you know, you stop physically moving all over the place, but also sort of your mindset. It's a it, touring and live is much more, you rush, 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 do everything. You have to be hyper alert for shorter periods of time. 
now I find that um, as I get slightly older, it's actually kind of nice to have more of a constant schedule. It's not, you know, hurry up and wait and then work really hard for three hours and then hurry up and wait again and then work hard for three hours. So it's, 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 it's a nice shift um, and I enjoy it and I still get some of the excitement and I get to use all of the knowledge that I spent um, a lot of blood, sweat and tears earning, but in a way that's a little more conducive to, you know, not injuring yourself constantly. And also, you know, it has to be more conducive to, you know, um, as we get older and there, there's an old saying about, you know, there not being um, many old sound people. Uh, and there's a reason, at least the touring from a touring standpoint, and there's a reason for that, right? That is very true. Most of them go deaf, actually, <laughs> if it really happens, but... That's a different story altogether. All right. Uh, <laughs> so let, let's talk about, you know, your journey and, and and not for nothing, you are a woman in the AV industry. So let's have that conversation. What what was your experience, you know, after you discovered that you can't act or sing um, that, you know, what was your experience like, you know, being a woman, there are well-known, you know, hurdles that, that you know, women have to overcome. How did you overcome those those hurdles and what were they? Um, honestly, the biggest one was, is just being taken seriously when you walk into a room. Um, people make knee-jerk assumptions. Uh, when I walk into a new theater, when I was on the road, um, I was the A2 on my last tour. And it, I was, so I was the guy that was in charge of the local crew. The local crew were often made up of old union guys that have been doing this for longer than I've been alive. And it, it caused a whole lot of, I had to work three times as hard to earn their respect. And often that meant doing a whole lot of the labor myself. So it was tiring, it was exhausting. Um, now that sort of translates into when I walk into a meeting, people don't assume I'm the engineer or the designer. Um, they automatically you know, assume I'm sales or PR or something like that. Um, and depending on what meeting I'm in, you know, finance, HR, or whatever, but it's, you, you, there's just an immediate hurdle when you're a woman walking into that situation that a lot of people don't have to overcome. And it's the assumption that you know what you're doing in a, you know, engineering or physically, uh, laborious job. How do we change that? How do we change those assumptions um, to where you aren't thought of as immediately because you're a woman, you're in marketing or you're someone's assistant or, and I'm, I'm totally using tropes here and I admit it, right? Um, but, but you are, you know, you're not the engineer, you, you're, you're a woman so, and women aren't engineers, so you're something else, right? How do we change that? Well, I, I think that that's a more complicated question than can be solved by little old me right here. But I think there's two very important ways. Number one is education and um, what's the word I'm looking for, visualization. Uh, doing this right here, getting more women out front and, and, and being public about it and letting women know that, you know, this is a great career path and this is, you know, it's very interesting and you, you could absolutely do it. Um, so that's one thing, you know, I, I, I volunteer on the women's council, trying to get more women involved in the AV industry. And eventually the second step to that is just literally going to be time. When we get more women involved, especially in the technical roles, uh, 
eventually the next generation of people won't make those assumptions. They just won't be ingrained like they are with my generation and up. Absolutely. One of the, the questions that we that we discovered in, in doing the, the Black History Month um, interviews, and, and I'm going to ask you the same sort of question. Given the hurdles, there is a choice to overcome said hurdles, those, those prejudices, right, those biases. Why did you choose to overcome those? Honestly, because this is this career, this job, this is what I like doing, and it's what I'm good at. I, I, and honestly, it's a, it's a hang, hang over a second. Say, say that part again and say it a little bit louder for the guys in the back of the room. This is what I love, and this is what I'm good at. That right there. And, and I'm not telling you what to say. I'm not telling any other woman in this industry what to say. Don't misunderstand what I'm going to say. But that confidence right there and that, that belief in yourself is absolutely imperative, right? It, and it and I, I know we're back enough. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's, that, it's totally okay. And I'm you know, not trying to be assertive and talk over you here, but you absolutely yeah. have to stick up for yourself, you know? Um, I, I, I grew up with a lot of brothers, so I'm kind of used to sticking up for myself naturally anyway. So this wasn't that big of a shift for me. I've never been meek or soft-spoken, um, to say the least. Um, so it, it, that's always been a little bit natural for me, but that, that is incredibly important is you have to have confidence in yourself and you have to present that confidence because if you don't, people will walk all over you. Statistics and studies have shown that men are more likely to interrupt a female than another male or the other way around, period. They just are. Part of it is literally the timber of our voice does not register as deeply with them. So you have to project your confidence. You have to stick up for yourself. You have to make it known that you are an integral part of whatever team you happen to be on at the time. And you, you you know, it's not the squeaky wheel. Don't be the squeaky wheel. Don't talk for the sake of talking, but absolutely say your piece, use your voice and stick up for yourself. So oh, since we're, we're, and I was going to get back to your original question there. So oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. But um, honestly, I, some of it just comes down to, I don't want to train for another job because, you know, I like the one I have. There's no reason to waste all my years of experience and whatever. Um, and I'm now far enough along to where a lot of people have heard my name or know about me or my resume speaks for itself. So I don't have quite as many hurdles as someone that's young, but I do know young women that are having these issues and are retreating from the AV industry because of them. I want to get back to, to another, um, another trope, another generalization, and it, it's more on my gender than, than yours. Um, and that is something you said about being assertive. And, and unfortunately, there are some men uh, who will take assertive and they will read something else into it. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and uh, unfortunately, it, it, is, it is, you know, it's a trope. It's, it's a, it's a uh, um, because it's true a lot of times. How do we overcome that? How do we overcome, you know, when a guy speaks up for himself, he's being a man. And when a woman does it, well, she's being a bitch, right? Or she's being bossy. Exactly. Um, I, that is a question I honestly struggle with every day. 
for me in, in, in my own professional life, I try to let my work speak for itself. You know, I just make sure that I do better work than anybody else so that when I do speak up, people respect me enough to listen. Um, but of course that involves me often working harder or working smarter than a lot of my male counterparts to get the same amount of respect. It's not uncommon. Uh, and the second thing is, honestly, and this is another one that's just going to take time, we have to raise our children to be better than we are, to not make those assumptions, to don't use the word bossy as if it's a negative connotation. You know what? Teach them to take charge no matter what and teach them to respect respect people that are speaking up that know what they're talking about, period. And that's just, it's going to take a few more generations, I think, to really wipe that out of our culture. Yeah, a lot of this comes down to just being respectful of each other, period, right? Regardless of anything and anything that differentiates us, whether that's color of our skin or religion or, you know. Um, Absolutely. Anything. There's nothing about me that makes me inherently better or worse than anybody else that does my job. I just have to work a little harder to prove that sometimes. I'm glad you put the whole does your job part because you're absolutely better than me when it comes to designing engineering audio <laughs> systems. Just period that out there. Just you are absolutely better than me. So, um, all right, wrap up here and, and you, you are nowhere near retirement. So don't misunderstand what I'm going to ask here. I wish what, I was. Let's be well, it's a horse. Take me to your retirement party. Take me to day two after you retire and look back on your impact on this industry, what do you want it to be? I want my impact to be making the industry better. Uh, and I know that that is super generalized, but I really, really, really do hope to educate um, at, at some point, uh, whether that be in some sort of you know managerial role or something, I don't know. But I'd like to, for there to, I want to look back and see people that I have gotten into this industry, that I have taught, that I have helped. That's what I want to see. I want to leave some sort of last, lasting legacy in the people. You know, the, the way I do my job doesn't matter. The way I teach other people to do this job could matter and for generations to come. Um, and I, I, you know, outreach, visibility, just making this a better career option than it was when I got into it. Very good. Rebecca Sellens from ProMedia. Thank you, ma'am. How do people connect with you if they are so inclined? Uh, Twitter, R.E. Sullins, LinkedIn, Rebecca Sullins, um, or Rebecca.Sullins at ProMediaAudioVideo.com. All right, very good. Rebecca Sullins, thank you so much. Uh, for, for us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. As we celebrate International Women's Day, the entire month of March, you can find out more uh, interviews like this one with Rebecca. Uh, also check out our two weekly programs. One looks at the commercial side of AV called AV Week. The other one is the Resi side called Resi Week. All that and more at avnation.tv. It's avnation.tv. 